0: Hello and welcome to Jammers. This week I'm joined by Lana Lux. Lana is a Canadian independent game developer. She's a prominent streamer on Twitch TV in the science and Technology category doing her game development, and she is a frequent game jammer. I've been following Lana on Twitch for a number of years now and love the community that she's built on there. It's really uh, it's really welcoming and she encourages people to get involved with game development. Whether that be through 15 minute modeling challenges or uh, community driven game development through uh, game jams themselves. So, hello, Lana. Welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Not too bad. I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, also excited for Ludum Dare 48, which is coming up tonight.
1: Yeah, good timing for this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on stream, um, you've been going over some of the themes and I've noticed a trend that a lot of the themes are not preferable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm being, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I've, I've come across that as well. I, I'm pretty brutal when it comes to the theme slaughter round. I I only got through about half of them this time around, but at that point I slaughtered about 2000 themes and maybe saved 40. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's your experience like with that?
1: I did not get, I wanted to do a lot of the slot around. I find the theme choosing is like, like a huge part of the fun of the event. It's just like so many creative ideas come through your head as you go through them. Um, but I was especially picky this time around because I kind of want to practice certain things, um, certain elements of, of like game development. So while I might look at a theme and be like, oh, that could make a really cool like, platformer, or that could make a really cool, um, I don't know, creature raising simulator or something like that, I don't really want to veer too far away from what I want to practice. So I'm like, I'm like very specific on what I'd like to do. Well, not that specific. I, you know, I want to do like work on the character controller or um, NPC interaction or something like that. So trying to tie that into a theme is harder than it usually is. And I'm already picky as it is.
0: Yeah, it's setting a goal like that is interesting. It, it would be a lot harder to do if you're working on a team because everybody's got their own goals. But individually, I definitely see game jams as an opportunity to learn something new and explore a new mechanic or something and really flesh out your knowledge in that area a little bit better, um, especially because it gives you a break from whatever you're currently doing to set aside the time to focus on that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm I mean, I feel like you learn something regardless of what you do or how it goes. You always learn a lot because it's such, so condensed. But this will be a new experience to try to learn sort of specific parts of the of the process this time.
0: For sure. So what part of the process are you working on this time around?
1: Um just the things I I mentioned are are up for uh, learning like um I want to get more familiar with Cinemachine, so anything with cool camera angles would be cool. Uh, even lighting would be good at any kind of day-night cycle, or NPCs, or the character controller. Um, so there's a few different things I'd like to dig into further, so I'm open, but it's mixed the it makes the idea of the game a little bit harder to come up with.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, I definitely find that I'm interested in lighting as well. Um, the character controller kind of scares me. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> you can customize a character controller to do so many different things. And yeah. it, it's such a beast. Um, same with cameras. Cause there's so many different types of cameras and different feels and getting it to feel right for what you're after is such a crucial part to the game.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, um, like you're saying with the character controller like one thing i want to work on is the uh, attaching a like a model to the character controller so it's not just an invisible character and being able to see yourself in mirrors so there you can really go so in depth with the character controller for
0: sure and mirrors are tricky that's that's something that games have typically avoided because of the amount of performance issues Resulting from rendering the scene twice,
1: right? Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I might decide not to do it <laughs> We'll see.
0: <laughs> it's an awesome challenge though. I'm looking forward to seeing the result.
1: Yeah, we'll see what we can do in, the, in a jam at least
0: for sure um, So with the jam uh, How many of these have you participated in you it seems to me like you participate in a lot of jams?
1: I do and you know, I have not kept track of it <laughs> uh, This will be my fourth Ludendare I um, but I have done a lot. I think my favorite jam, I mean, I love Ludum Dare, but there used to be one in Toronto called Toe Jam. And uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, T.O., Toronto, Toe Jam. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that was like 600 people every time. Um, you know, you didn't even always get it. Like you could sign up, but you didn't always get in because there was a limited space. It would be the whole university building filled with people making a game over the weekend. And it was so well organized. Um, so I did do a handful of those um, before COVID hit, and obviously they can't do those in person anymore. Yeah. At least not for now. <laughs>
0: for sure. Speaking yeah. of in-person, Global Game Jam, I touched on last episode or a previous episode, but Global Game Jam is one of my favorites because of that in-person aspect. Mm. It's, it's a totally different dynamic.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it is.
0: Yeah. Um, so with Game Jams, like you you've mentioned that you sort of set a goal and try to explore uh, a new mechanic um, on stream. I've also noticed that you break up your day into segments and have these sections where you do, say, a modeling challenge, a 15 minute modeling challenge and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find that game jams accomplish the same goal? They sort of break up what you're doing so that you can refocus, re-energize, and get back into your big projects?
1: Absolutely. Um, sometimes you can especially if you're doing like doing it the way I do it, where I work every single day and I do the same project for, you know, it's been over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sometimes it can be really useful to just step away, especially if you're working on something totally different because your mind is occupied with something else, rather than if I just took a break, I'd probably still be thinking about my main project. But when you're full- on working intensely on a game jam, um, your mind doesn't think about the other thing for a few days and when you come back to it it can be uh, definitely a, a refreshing look at the project.
0: For sure and uh, I imagine it probably gives you some new ideas of things you could incorporate into your larger projects.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely and and the time management is always like a really good reminder when, when you're in a jam you only have so much time um, so you end up being like okay I better just get this thing done I don't need to focus on this detail and that's something that um, I need to probably get better at teaming on a bigger project.
0: Same. Uh, I'm I'm terrible at large <laughs> projects. Um, working by myself, I, I find that I don't have the same motivation. So game jams for me mm-hmm. are like the way to get a game done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really, really good.
0: So speaking of larger projects, you're working on a game now called Strain. What What's that about?
1: So Strain is a survival game and it takes place in a city during an apocalypse and the apocalypse in this setting is due to a pandemic and you're part you're in a quarantined area of the city you're kind of stuck there you've been blocked off it's been barricaded and um, and sort of left like that and now the world around you is kind of getting more and more kind of wild west and you've got to survive in this area of the city and try to find a way out of it because the people are getting, um, they're forming gangs, they're becoming aggressive, and and you don't know what's coming up next, what you're going to have run out of, which resources you're going to run out of. So that's sort of the the setting of the game.
0: Awesome. It's definitely relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we're, We're seeing all these little factions pop up in our city of people who are supporters of restriction, people who aren't, and then everything in between. So... Yep. I, I think we can all relate to this game. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds like it's going to be quite narrative.
1: Yes, there'll definitely be a strong narrative element. Um, they'll have it'll have classic survival elements as well, like you know, exploring, finding out, finding resources, crafting, upgrading, making uh, equipment, and then the narrative will be sort of RPG um, esque, where we've got quests that you can complete, um, characters that you can. Uh, Make connections with, and they can help you if you, you know, if you go and speak to them, and you have low, uh, your thirst is levels are down. They might give you a bottle of water. Say, oh, you're not looking so good. Here's a bottle of water. So it pays off to have connections in the game, just like I think it would in real life.
0: For sure, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, it sounds like a pretty large project. You've been working on it for a year now. Um, do you have any idea of when the end is in sight?
1: I don't have a release date yet. Um, I'm just going to keep working on it until it feels really solid, really good, and the testing is um, coming back with really positive results, and people are really feeling, um, getting into the game, it feels polished, it feels bug-free, and then I can start thinking about release dates.
0: Excellent. Where can we follow that? Uh, I I know you're on Twitch at Lana underscore Lux, and on Twitter at WTFLanaLux, Lux. Yep. Are those the two best places to follow your progress at?
1: Yeah, those would be the two best places. I um, I think what I'm, my kind of next milestone is to work on getting the game. So the mechanics are mostly there. They could be some, um, I could polish them off a bit, but I'm now working on the uh, sort of the visuals and making materials to start doing marketing. So there will be more areas to, you know, f- learn about the project. But right now, those are the, the best places to go. Sweet. Yeah, thanks.
0: Um, good stuff. Uh, before we move on, are there any other thoughts on game jams that you want to share?
1: Um I mean if anyone's listening and they haven't haven't gotten into game development and they kind of always wanted to, I think a game jam's a great reason to, you know, do some tutorials ahead of time, do a little bit of learning maybe for a few weeks, a month, and just make something super simple over the weekend during a game jam because it's a really great motivator to just, you know, get Dip your toes in, get a little bit of taste of it, and it can be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I have to second that. In the last Global Game Jam that I participated in, um, I I was still in university at the time, and I went around and encouraged students not only from computing, but one was from uh, Interior Design. Cool. Who was interested in graphic design and just design in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I managed to get two of them to come and participate, and they had a blast with it. Um, I don't think either had experience with video game development before and I think they're hooked now. I think they might oh, be
1: that's nice. <laughs>
0: continuing on with the game jam.
1: <laughs> that's nice to hear. That sounds I wanna see what the interior designer what kind of games she makes. Or he you said it was a she, right?
0: Uh he. He, um, oh cool.
1: Yeah, I wanna see how many yeah. games he makes.
0: Yeah, I I should reconnect with him and see if he's continued on since then. But yeah, I I think that game jams are an excellent entry point, um, especially if you're collaborating. If you're just working on your own, it can be tricky because there's so much knowledge that you you have to have to get something working. Um, Unity and... Mm-hmm. Well, Unity has excellent tutorials. Um, I, I haven't checked out Unreal Engine too much, but I'm sure they do as well. And then, of course, there's lots of courses on Udemy. Yes. Did you start with any of those courses, or how did you start?
1: Um, I started from... I think I did everything I could. I did the Unity website tutorials. I think they're different now, but they still have a lot of information there. I think it's a great place to get started. If you're using Unity, obviously. Um I also did a lot of YouTube tutorials, um, and yes, Udemy as well.
0: For sure, there's tons of resources out there.
1: Yeah, CS50. I also did a little bit um, before I got into game development. I think that's that's a helpful course to take for anyone who wants to learn programming.
0: Cool. I'll I'll have to link that in the uh, in the show notes.
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: Uh, for me personally, I started because. Um, I I was really interested in programming and had dabbled in programming in a few different languages before but then Twitch started exploding and I found game development on Twitch and then I found out that all these game engines were free to use there's Unreal and there's Unity um, that I was looking Mm -hmm. at and if I hadn't been in the middle of a forest working (laughs) somewhere I probably would have downloaded one of them immediately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but instead I pulled open my phone and started to learn how to code in Java again, and then uh, that translated well to C-sharp, so I ended up sticking with Unity and C-sharp.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That worked out well then.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it it was quite the adventure, and then following that, I changed careers and uh, did a degree in computer information systems, so that's a bit of my journey.
1: Wow. (laughs) What did you do before you did computer information systems?
0: Uh, Before I did this, I was doing remote medical work. Um, so just being the on-site, uh, EMT for oil field and remote operations. Oh my
1: gosh. That must have been so exciting.
0: Oh, quite the opposite. You, you sit in a truck <laughs> in the middle of the forest and you wait for something to happen, but safety is very high in priority. So nothing ever happens.
1: Wow. What?
0: Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> I ended up playing a lot of games, watching a lot of movies, and then eventually deciding to learn how to code again.
1: That sounds super interesting and I would love to see like a, a game inspired from your time doing that. <laughs> It'd be really cool. <laughs>
0: well I, I did make a text based uh game in C that just used mm-hmm. command line. <laughs> and it was uh, oh, wow an adventure where you are a musician and you're trying to get paid for your gig. So you're going around the concert hall trying to find the promoter who disappears and reappears. <laughs> and then you do a battle with the promoter to try and get cash. <laughs>
1: oh, that sounds like a frustrating <laughs> representation of being a musician.
0: <laughs> it, it, it is, but it was relatable at the time. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> um, and following that, I ended up making the same game only in Unity um, as a 2D game. And that was my, my first attempt at making a game in Unity itself. Sounds fun. So that was an interesting experience. I think if I were to do it again, I'd I'd do it a little differently. But yeah. it, it was a lot of learning.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely a le- lot of learning to get started always. But definitely worth it.
0: For sure. Um, so I suppose we should probably draw a theme here and see if we can design a game uh, and, uh, see where that goes.
1: Okay. How are you choosing the theme?
0: So the themes are submitted by listeners at jammerspodcast.com and I, I go through the themes and make sure that they are in fact themes and, and suitable for the show. Mm -hmm. And then I put them all into a random name picker and just draw one.
1: Ooh, Okay. Excited.
0: Yeah, so similar to some game jams, not quite similar to uh, Ludumdar, because they, you know one of the themes is going to be one of the final ten. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it should be exciting. So I'm going to go ahead and click randomize. Mm -hmm. And the theme is
1: absence of evidence. Absence of evidence. Yes. Immediately, I think, like, film noir... Some sort of detective thing.
0: Okay. But I
1: always kind of like doing a, uh, like a little something. Like what else is there? You know, What is, what is the un, the non-obvious take on the theme?
0: Yeah, that's how I like to approach it as well. We can look at the obvious first to get a general sense of what everybody's going to be doing. And then think a little more in depth. Think a little beyond what the terms actually mean to get to something more mm. interesting, more unique. Yeah.
1: What comes to mind for you for this one?
0: Um I I was also thinking detective, almost Sherlock Holmesy. Mm-hmm. And I like the film noir aspect of it. That's that's an interesting take on it. Almost picturing uh either Sherlock Holmes game or Okay. Um, what were those other games called? I think there's one called Rain with the Origami Killer.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy Rain.
0: Heavy Rain. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now,
1: Um, if we look at the theme again, though, see, if the theme was evidence, then you have a very direct link, but it's absence of evidence. So maybe what would you do if there was no evidence? I don't know. That's even getting, like, maybe too abstract. How do you come up with something if there's complete absence of evidence?
0: Well, what are things in real life that uh, we accept with absence of evidence? Like, uh, religion's a big one. Um, Mmm. certain science people claim there isn't evidence i mean there Mm -hmm. are climate change deniers there are flat earthers (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so there Mm -hmm. are there are some hot take topics out there that this could definitely apply to i'm not sure how how keen i am on taking one of those on but uh that would be an example in real life so I guess uh, a game surrounding propaganda could be interesting.
1: That could be very interesting. I don't I don't know if there's a lot of games like that, but they're always like the movies around that sort of thing are, are always really interesting. Another, Another one would be like, sorry, no, this, go ahead. sort of on the same, the same thing you're just saying is maybe not even necessarily like um, a religion, but just a feeling someone has uh, where they, they feel something and there's no proof of it, but they try to pursue something without the evidence. Um, I'm trying to think of a... Actually, like the first thing that comes to mind would be sort of a situation where everything's, everything's perfect and happy in this world. And then maybe you play as somebody who just, it just doesn't feel right. Something's off, but you don't have any evidence that it's off. And yet they're trying to find it or get out or, you know, escape this weird situation.
0: So you're almost trying to find evidence where it previously was absent.
1: Maybe not. Maybe not even find evidence. But, you know, something's wrong without the evidence. And you have to either leave it. You have to make a decision or take an action without the evidence, um, which I don't know what that action would be.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of make your next decision based on the outcome
1: Yeah, it's it's very abstract still
0: (laughs) i yeah i'm i'm trying to think of start middle end to that okay i I like the idea a lot um i like it let's 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 circle back to that one um something else that i'm thinking of is uh the paranormal Mm -hmm. and another thing that sort of came up last night. I, I was talking to my cousin, mm-hmm. and my cousin's partner was trying to explain to her uh, quantum quantum physics in the two-slit experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Schrodinger's cat. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no evidence to suggest that the cat is alive or dead until you look at the evidence. Mm-hmm. So that could be another take, where as soon as you look at it, the game decides on the game state.
1: The quantum game. I, I like that a lot, actually. That would, that could be interesting.
0: How do we implement that, <laughs> though?
1: <laughs> um, also, I mean, it's hard to take that specific experiment and then put it into a game in a way that's obvious because, you know, a loot box or anything like that basically holds the same principle.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's basically a random number generator. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's hard to depict um, it.
0: yeah. This is surprisingly tricky. Like, to, to come up with a game, uh, a solid fleshed out idea that isn't obvious here, mm-hmm. is extremely hard.
1: Um, I do like the paranormal take. I think that's a really fun direction to go in. All right. Absence of evidence. Um like, I'm thinking of like things that like, you know, if there was a ghost and it knocked something off the table. Would that be evidence? Hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: evidence that the thing was knocked off the table, but not of what knocked it off. Mm, okay. Um, kind of thinking of phasmophobia here.
1: Yeah, me too. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> in that game, it, like there is evidence of a ghost, but you don't know what ghost it is. And you're trying to figure that out. Right. Um, in which case, that's the opposite of absence of evidence. <laughs> Maybe, okay, what if, okay, let's let's flip this. Let's okay. go with the obvious route because that's much easier. Yeah. Except what if we flipped the, the narrative? Instead of following the detective, you are the perpetrator of a crime and you are trying to hide all the evidence.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. I was just going to say the same thing. I think we need to go back to the detective thing because yeah. it's too hard to tie in these... Um, sort of fringe ideas I guess are like the the less obvious ones. I like this, this idea. You are erasing the evidence.
0: Yeah and the less obvious ones are like they're great starts to ideas but I think that uh, just trying to get through and solidify something that could be created in a jam is going to take up half the jam.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely can become <laughs> a huge time consumption. Yeah. So yeah I think that's a Great idea, so you because if you were a detective and there's no evidence, then how do you come up with a conclusion? But if you are erasing the evidence then and that's the goal, then that's perfect for the theme. I think that's a great idea.:
0: For sure. so how like what would your initial idea of erasing the evidence be?
1: <sighs> first, and obvious one would be like there's a murder and you have to hide the body. Okay. Um, are there games like that actually? that would be kind of kind of gross though. <laughs> kind of like kind of dark
0: (laughs) well there there are a lot of assassin games where you hide bodies um even in non-assassin games like cyberpunk isn't necessarily an assassin game but there is a hide the body aspect to it so that you don't draw attention to uh, other guards and other patrols
1: true okay
0: um if we wanted to go a less gruesome route you could be a, a kid who's done something in a house and you're trying to hide the evidence like maybe you stole the cookies out of the cookie jar and you're trying to hide the fact that you ate them
1: that's really cute I like that
0: or you're a or you're a dog that got into the garbage and so you've got to clean up all the garbage and hide it in new places to try and hide the fact that you got into the garbage can
1: that's funny I like the, ki- the kid hiding your evidence do you have a memory of doing that yourself um first-hand experience
0: well, there are th- definitely things as a kid that I did and, and uh, tried to not get caught doing. It never worked out. <laughs> but uh, like writing on the walls or something, if you wrote on the walls and then tried to wash it yeah. off, there was always something left over.
1: Maybe it's a game. I'm trying to think of specific. It's hard to remember. It was basically that's your entirety. Like that was my entire existence as a kid is tr- trying to get away <laughs> with stuff. <laughs> Maybe you have like a checklist of things you're trying to do mm-hmm. uh, and you try to do them without getting caught. So you can do an action, but if you don't hide the evidence after, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, you lose, you get caught, you go, you've got to sit in the corner or whatever punishment kids get. Okay. And it could also, it could also even be like mini games. Like, um, I'm surprised we didn't spring up Among Us yet, but it could be kind of like Among Us mini games where like you have to, you go do a little thing. And then you have to hide the evidence in a certain way and you have to do it before somebody catches you doing that.
0: For sure. I, I did think of Among Us briefly um, mm-hmm. and that is actually a pretty good example. Um, if you could hide the bodies in Among Us, that would be almost the perfect example. Yeah. But I, I like the idea. One of the problems with game jams is that multiplayer games uh, don't see as much play because of the nature of online gameplay. You'd have to find somebody and you're trying to play all of these games for just a few minutes each. Yeah. So I think in this game we'd have to have some sort of AI that's doing a patrol and uh, recognizes things that are out of place.
1: That's a, I think that's a great
0: take. So then if we have this AI doing a patrol, what's, I, I guess... With the theme of absence of evidence, we could apply this to any other theme. So what theme do we want to apply this to? Do we want to apply it to the kid whose uh, parent is patrolling? Or do you have something else in mind?
1: Um, <laughs> drawing a blank. Um, I mean, yeah, basically doing something, get away with it, something's <laughs> patrolling. That could be applied to so many situations, yet I can't think of any.
0: Yeah, it's kind of tricky.
1: I mean... Don't Notice Me was the last main game I made, and that was about breaking into someone's place and sneaking around to try to find something without them catching you. Okay. Um, so that setting would also apply here, I think.
0: Or in your current game, it could be you're breaking in to try and find some food without getting caught.
1: Yeah, that would work as well.
0: I'm kind of leaning towards a more lighthearted um, version.
1: Yeah, me too, For especially for a jam. Yeah. If we're going to stick to like a lighthearted sort of like young like a kid or teenager or something it could be you are trying like you're dared your friends dare you to do something and you've got to go do that uh without getting caught
0: okay it's
1: kind of a similar similar idea but it's it gives a reason why you're doing these tasks rather than just causing chaos which could also work
0: For sure, I like that, and that sort of uh, leads to the idea of different levels. So one level could be at a convenience store, one level could be in school, one level could be at home.
1: Ooh, I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's go with that. You're you're a kid, and your friends are daring you to do things. So you've got this checklist of things to do without getting caught. Mm -hmm. Um, Each level could be a different location, and so then each location has its own set of challenges. That's, yeah. Um, so uh, a school would have maybe a, a teacher, and maybe there's a snitch in the classroom who's also watching out for you. Um, at the convenience store, there's the shop owner, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I like that. There's there's more than one set of eyes on you, so you could have the snitch in class, the teacher in the convenience store. There could be the the, the you know the shopkeeper, uh, the security camera, um, maybe even another another customer. For sure. Maybe each level there's like another set of eyes, and it gets a little trickier each time.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a way of ramping up the difficulty. And uh, like if you're at home, perhaps you could interact with the the watcher. Um, so say you have a sibling. Mm -hmm. maybe you want to bribe the sibling so they have a challenge for you. Like, um, I won't tell mom, but you have to get me two cookies. (laughs) And mom's in the kitchen, so it's going to be really hard to steal two cookies.
1: I love that. (laughs) That's really cute.
0: Yeah, I I like that Uh, idea.
1: And would the the action of stealing the item or causing trouble, maybe that's just, you know, a simple interaction, but then any of the cover-up would be uh, like maybe a, a... just a very, very simple mi- mini game of some kind
0: yeah, sort of i'm I'm thinking of untitled goose game mm-hmm. um so you'd have to distract uh some of the the watchers in order to complete your task, okay that's sort of what this game is like. It's sort of like untitled goose game with um more of a stealth mechanic
1: yeah I, I like that approach as well, like more in more in world mini games than among us, which I think I prefer as well
0: yeah i like it yeah yeah no that sounds fun it sounds like uh at least getting a level or two would be doable in a game jam Mm -hmm. so i think with this one all that's left is to decide on what it's called
1: oh okay untitled dare game oh wait maybe it (laughs) never mind is i was thinking like i'm scott ludum dare ludum dare on my mind I'm like, oh, if it's for Ludum Dare, we could tie it in somehow, but it's <laughs> for a general game jam, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it could just be called The Dare.
1: That works. Yeah. The Dare.
0: Or I Dare You.
1: Yeah. I like I Dare You. I Dare You. I Dare You, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that better. And it's it could be more comical depending on if you got voice acting and stuff in. Yeah. Because that, that would be really entertaining. It would be fun to make.
1: Yeah. I think that could be really fun.
0: Awesome. Cool. So I dare you the the game about uh, completing tasks in stealth mode. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how would you give it a short description?
1: Mm, mm, completing a dare. Uh, already sounds like a developer talk. Complete complete your task. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to get out of like your development mode and come into like a more copywriter. That's why it's nice to have more people on a project. Yeah. I, um. uh what's the word like do a dare complete a dare what is the actual language there
0: i have no idea it's it's i don't think it's ever been said when you do the dare it's (laughs) you just go do it you don't talk about it (laughs) nobody talks about doing the dare i guess you're not supposed to talk about it
1: (laughs) I guess you also say like what it is that you're doing. Usually, you're not like the dare. I was like, well, what's the dare? You're not really telling me enough information here.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um,
1: um, Maybe it's like gain respect, gain respect in the playground by
0: ah, I like that take
1: by like what's like um, facing up to your friends or stepping up to your friends' dares to go and cause trouble in different areas. I'm already it's already a lengthy description. I'm already getting into word.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Too much words. I I like how you started that, though. Um, Gain respect on the playground (laughs) by completing your friend's dares. There we go. So we've come up with I Dare You, a game where you gain respect from your friends by completing their challenges on the playground. Become the master of the playground, I guess. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, I, I think that's it for that game. Um, we've talked a bit about Strain, your game coming up Mm -hmm. and where people can reach you. Um, that's on Twitch at Lana underscore Lux or on Twitter at WTF Lana Lux. Yep, that's right. Perfect. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: No, but I want to see I Dare You be made. I want to play it. (laughs) I want to play like a full version of it.
0: (laughs) I'd love to play a full version of it too, but, uh, I, I don't know if I'll have time to pull that one off. Maybe one day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe one day. Well, thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Lana. And I will be sure to keep up with your game dev adventures on Twitch.
1: Thank you so much.
0: For our listeners, if you haven't already done so, you can follow Jammers Podcast on Twitter at Jammers Podcast. And you can submit your own game jam theme ideas at JammersPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.